Hello and welcome to episode 21 of Josh's Musings. Um, this one is... <laughs> uh, the title of this episode is I Am Not an Ally and God Doesn't Hate Gay People. Uh, and it's an attempt by me to sort through some of the really serious issues that uh, our country and our world are dealing with, in this case, gay rights, specifically as a... I guess I'm an evangelical Christian? I don't know, but it, a pretty mainline Protestant... Christian, um, I, I am a white, straight, marginally conservative Christian, 27-year-old man. So it's not like I have a whole lot of experience on uh, with gay people. I have had very few gay friends. Um, this is not a subject on which I am talking about because I have a deep knowledge of it. It is a subject that I am talking about because, precisely because I don't have a deep knowledge of it. Um, and I don't just want to sit here with dumb biases or completely ill-thought-out conceptions of what I think about uh, gay people, gay marriage, um, how the Bible interacts with that. And I've done some thinking, but again, I do these podcasts so that I can uh, assemble a little bit more rigorous and complete view of a topic. So as the title states, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm not an ally of gay people with... uh, I think of allies as people being excited and really celebrating the progress that uh, that community is made of the the legalization of gay marriage or whatever else. I don't think it's good to be gay. Like just as a as as a kind of neutral matter, uh, I am a Bible believing Christian, and the Bible looks to me like it says uh, it's not good to be homosexual. I do not have a strong enough knowledge of the Greek or the Hebrew to be able to read that. I have uh, read critiques from some Christians that say, oh, no, that's not what the the Bible is not talking about consensual gay relationships. It's talking about um, rape or other not good things or, you know, just casual relationships or uh, temple prostitutes. Um, I've heard... A lot of that stuff I've also heard from a lot of people whose views on the Bible I trust greatly, uh, that the Bible openly says that homosexuality is bad. I've seen that. Um, Among the Christians that I've seen who do, I mean, it cannot be a sin just to have gay thoughts. That is not, or to be gay, to be inclined that direction sexually. To act on that, that can be. Um, I've seen both schools of thought of saying it is okay to be in, you know, same rules as for straight Christians. If you are in a committed relationship in a um, marriage, you can uh, have, you know, all of those physical boundaries apply the same to gay couples as straight couples. Um, Or I've also seen the argument, and I'll I'll link to... uh, a site that I think does a pretty decent job of breaking down the two sides of it, of saying, no, like, there's no uh, gay physical intimacy that is okay. That is all, it, you know, that is something that needs to be fought against at every turn, uh, and that is always sin. And and so you can, I've seen support for both of those. Um, if you're going to go farther negatively than that, that anyone who is experiencing gay desires, it, like, that they are a sinner and they need to turn to God to not have the desires anymore that they did something wrong. Uh, I think that's a bunch of crap, but we'll get into that a little bit more later. Um, But as I look at the Bible, I I cannot 
Uh, I can't celebrate more people being gay. I, I don't even quite know how... I don't want to celebrate... Uh, I, I'm not even quite sure what I want to say about that when my religion tells me it's not good. Uh, but on the flip side, uh, just because I don't think that's a good thing, and it's I think it's pretty obvious the way I'm stumbling around this that I don't have a great handle on what I'm talking about here, but there's no excuse for injustice against gay people, of hate crimes against gay people, um, of them being discriminated against, not because they will be worse uh, customers or roommates or um, tenants or employees, but simply because they are gay. That is absolutely intolerable to me. I don't care if it's because you're gay, white, black, brown, purple, um, a man, a woman, any kind of discrimination like that is terrible. It, it drives me absolutely insane, um, in large part just for the inefficiency of it. If we have smart, creative, capable people who we are just wasting their talents, that drives me up a freaking wall. But that, that's another um, a story for another time. Uh, so thinking about people being denied service, uh, the Masterpiece Cake Shop decision just came down where there was... Uh, I Hopefully I will be getting this right, but the... A uh, couple came in to get a cake for a gay wedding. Um, the Masterpiece Cake Shop owners um, are very religious people. They, this is not uncommon for them. They said they would be willing to sell them something that was pre-made, but they would not custom make them a cake. Uh, so on one side, you have the Masterpiece Cake Shop people saying, we cannot endorse a gay wedding. On the other side, you have a gay couple saying, we just want a wedding cake. Um, that, I could... I could go either direction on that. It feels like a coin flip to me, um, where on the one hand, like you shouldn't be forcing people to violate their religious beliefs. On the other hand, it seems like a pretty significant stretch to me that baking a cake, uh, I mean, I could see it depending on what kind of cake you were baking um, to say that is endorsing the wedding. Uh, because, but it's it's a little bit scary to me. So the way the ruling went, it said, no, they do not have to make the cake. And that's a little bit concerning to me because if you can just tab something, a sincere religious belief, is it now immune to all other concerns? Um, so it, it, that seems to me like it should be a pretty significant, okay, we've got two sets of rights here. How do we work to make sure most people's rights are not infringed as much as we can? Uh, and I don't hear that debate. I hear two sides screaming, uh, you are not respecting my rights. You know, why Why can't I have my religion? Why can't I have my sexuality? And it drives me nuts because there is a very interesting, very difficult discussion to be had there. Uh, and I don't hear it happening. Um, I mean, also on that, it frustrates me of people who are supposedly conservatives, you know, saying, oh, get the government out of my life, unless it's telling them that they can't do be gay. Um, like, I, I don't want the government telling people what they can or cannot do unless we have a particularly compelling reason, and I don't think you should have to deal with hatred or injustice just because of your sexuality. Um, so, I don't... <laughs> I started off saying I wasn't an ally. I don't think that makes me an ally, but sometimes I'm going to behave like an ally, not because I care uh, so much like am enthusiastic about gay rights as because I am enthusiastic about human rights and gay people are most assuredly humans. Um, so maybe that makes me an ally. Maybe that makes me act like an ally sometime. Um, 
but so those are those are kind of some initial thoughts. So moving on to God doesn't hate gay people drives me ab- up an absolute freaking wall. Uh, sometimes the way people will invoke God to justify whatever it is that they do or don't want. God does not hate particular groups of people. God hates sinners. Um, God hates sin. He built this world. He set it up. He had a plan for it, and we screw it up routinely. I don't, or at least I know I do. Pretty sure that you do as well. Um, I mean, and it's like there's Psalm 11:5. Uh, the Lord tests the righteous, but His soul hates the wicked and the one who loves violence. Um, yeah, I. <laughs> I would contend pretty strongly we are all the wicked. Um, if you read, there is no one righteous but God. Um, that leaves the rest of us being pretty wicked. Pretty routinely, prophets or Jesus are calling uh, it a, a wicked and crooked generation. If you listen to modern preachers, you're going to always hear people being like, oh, it's a wicked generation. There is The human heart is deceitful above all things and wicked, I believe Jesus says. Like, I am prepared to count myself as that. It doesn't mean that God doesn't love us. God is a big, complex, loving creature. My daughter frequently infuriates me when she is being... uh, Today, she threw a ton of hair ties on the floor for no apparent reason, and so we had to spend like 10 minutes picking them up. I was quite frustrated. That does not mean I don't love my daughter. Um, God loves everybody. We are all created in his image. He... He loves us deeply in spite of, like, he knows everything horrible you've ever done, and he still loves you. The older I get, and the more horrible things I've thought and done, or not quite done, the more that amazes me. That God knows every worst moment of your life and still loves you. Um, God has the right to punish every one of us because we are all sinners. So yes, gay people are sinners, but so are straight people. So is everyone. Um... So Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. We all deserve to die. Uh, We were looking through, uh, our church is going through Acts right now in the sermon series. um, And we hit the story of Ananias and Sapphira uh, a couple weeks ago. And so the story is uh, there were people in the church selling their possessions and donating all the money to the church. It was a pretty communal living, um, just an incredible time. The church was growing. Uh, so Ananias and Sapphira were like, hey, that looks cool. So they sold a piece of land, gave most of the money to the church, but said they gave all the money to the church. Uh, and so Sapphira, the wife, goes in uh, and ends up being struck down by God. And then Ananias, the husband, goes in. Uh, and I think it's Peter is like, was this the actual amount? And he was like, oh, yeah, that's definitely the amount we got for it, which was not the amount they got for it. And he was struck down by God as well. Uh, And as we were talking about it, the remarkable thing is not that they were... (laughs) So we were talking about, oh, man, that's that's a little bit rough for a church that's just starting. You have two people just struck dead by God. Uh, But as as we were talking about it, the amazing thing is not that they were struck dead by God. It's that the rest of us are not. Um, God has set out a standard. It is only his incredible love that holds back his incredible justice. Uh, we deserve to die. Every time you sin, you deserve to die. Um, and so the miracle is that God does not kill us. Um, so that's whether you're a homosexual or not. Uh, so I mean, kind of moving on Romans 3:23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So homosexuals are sinners. 
cool. Everyone's a sinner. Um, this does not make them unique or distinctive. Uh, I, I would be fascinated to see how the American church would change if we took pride as seriously as we took homosexuality. Um, and, and so it's just frustrating to me the double standard, uh, the inconsistency with, with which that's applied. And so this thing, which can be a really central part of people's identity, there's a ton of Christians that just freak out about it. And I don't get it. Um, and it really frustrates me because there's a lot of people who have been burned and run away from the church and run away from God because of the just not good behavior of Christians, which I guess is not a new thing or unique to this issue. Um, but it's frustrating of, I mean, I'm going to briefly touch on this being gay. I can't imagine it being a choice. Uh, one, I mean, less so now, but more so, you know, 10 or 20 or 30 or 100 years ago. Why would anyone choose that? Uh, also, it seems banana pants to me because uh, as a straight man, I am fighting with my sexual desires all the time. Uh, and there is not a ton I can do about that. Like, I do what I can, but that is a war. Uh, and if you were telling me just shut that down and do nothing with it, uh, it would not go well. And I would probably not react well to it. Um, so... Yeah, it, it drives me nuts. It feels to me like the uh, common, or at very least popular culture, vision of Christians going, uh, engaging with that. It, it drives me nuts. It does not seem healthy. Um, it does not seem effective. It does not seem loving, uh, which is frustrating. So it, a lot of that's, I'll kind of put a bow on that. That's kind of theoretical concepts. I'm uh, talking about, you know, how do I think God feels about gay people? How do I feel about gay people? Um, and so kind of moving into uh, more political, the, the place where the rubber hits the road on a lot of this is how do we treat gay marriage? Should it be legal? Should it not be legal? Um, so I'm going to start with the case against. Um, the first point that I feel like I see there is the Bible says that it's not good. Um, so it talks more about homosexuality, doesn't talk about homosexual marriage specifically. Uh, people would say that there's a reason for that. Maybe. Uh, do I get to hold other people to the Bible? Uh, and I, this is another thing that frustrates me about Christians. I don't see a particularly compelling reason for me to get to force non-Christians to follow the Bible, particularly in a country with the First Amendment where they are free from practicing religion. Um, and so if they're not a Christian, why should I get the right to force them to follow part of my religion? And if they are Christians, why are we trying to address this through, through laws and not through loving engagement through the church? Um, it, neither one of those makes sense to me. So the case against it without the Bible, um, you could say that it's not natural, but I don't. I mean, that is also an argument that is deployed in favor of it. Um, it like, I'm just not, it, I don't know, I'm not sold on that. Uh, the people who say that it will hurt marriage to have homosexual marriage uh, legalized drive me up a freaking wall. That seems to me like the stupidest argument because you know what I think really hurts marriage? People living together and having, you know, just having sex before marriage, having marriage not be a particularly special thing, having people get divorced three times, um, it, particularly prominent Republican politicians who have been through multiple divorces and then are up there talking about uh, the sanctity of marriage drives me absolutely freaking nuts. I do not think having 
uh, gay couples get married is nearly as damaging as either one of those things. Uh, you want to talk to me about the sanctity of marriage? It, you know, actually have people getting married when they're living together and actually have people not getting divorced all the time. Those two are much higher on my list of threats to marriage than gay marriage. I, that, that just seems like absolute garbage to me and it pisses me off. Um, I mean, so there are other arguments. Yeah, I do. I am not well versed in the other arguments, but I, I have yet to hear convincing ones. Um, I mean, that there is some concern that if you legitimize gay marriage, more people are going to be gay. I mean, and if you think that there's some element of choice that the number of gay people is variable and being gay is bad, then, I mean, you're going to think that's a negative. Uh, I, I would almost assuredly think that there will be more openly gay people. And I would, I have not looked at numbers, but I would be immensely surprised if there are not more openly gay people now than there were 10 or 20 years ago. Uh, but I think that's good. Uh, well, it, I also view it as fairly immutable whether someone is gay or not. Um, so if people feel that way, if people are thinking that I do not want them to be in the closet, it does not seem healthy to me to say, oh, nope, that just bottle it up. Like, even if it is bad to be gay, I would like to have people have that out in the open. Like, let's talk about it. Let's work through it. Uh, if it's not good, we can heal it. We can move on. Uh, if it is good, if it is fine, then cool. Um, like, it's bad to have that pressure, uh, that, it, yeah, Anytime you have people just burying emotions, I found it to be profoundly unhelpful. Um, I mean, and people can also contend that gay marriage is a fundamentally different thing from straight marriage. Uh, advocates for gay marriage would say no, it's the same thing. I mean, there's the same love, whether it's a man and a woman, a woman, a woman, two men. Um, it, and that's something that those two sides will legitimately disagree on. Uh, I don't think gay marriage is the same as a heterosexual marriage. Um, I don't have super strong feelings on that, but it strikes me as just not, I don't know, maybe it is. I, I really don't know. I don't, <laughs> I have, uh, do not have the experience to be able to intelligently comment on that. Um, but it doesn't seem to me like that should be a particularly strong obstacle. So the case for, I mean, kind of first, I would say, uh, it, People should be as free as we can let them be. Um, if people want to do that, if you have two consenting adults, in general, they should be able to do what they want if no one is being hurt. And I I mean, I've kind of referenced it. I don't really see who gets hurt uh, by gay marriage being legal. Um, you know, if there are social protections for married people, like if you have two people living in a committed relationship, you should probably get those same benefits. Uh, I don't see a particularly strong reason why that wouldn't be the case. Um, I mean, and again, like this is a freedoms issue. I think you need a really strong case to be able to restrict people's freedoms. And I am not close to finding evidence for that. Um, I mean, maybe, you know, if you, if you have really strong feelings that direction, let me know. Um, all three of you who are listening, but I don't, I have yet to hear a case that is compelling enough that would uh, let me say, no, this thing that's pretty central to a lot of people's identity, uh, no, they need to deny that. We are not going to allow that to happen. We are not going to recognize that. Uh, you, you would need a really compelling reason. I mean, it may be in 30 or 40 years, we're like, oh man, that's 
that's really causing serious societal harm. I do not think there is evidence to say that now. Um, so, kind of in summary, uh, I don't know how I feel about homosexual homosexuality morally. I don't think it's good. Um, but I have gay friends. They are people. They are good people. It, it does not... I do not see the great harm that comes from it. Um, so, I mean, maybe it's there somewhere. I'm, I'm willing to take it on some faith from the Bible that it's not good. Uh, because the Bible, I have found it to often be quite correct about life. But, I don't know. I've also been wrong about things that I thought the Bible said a reasonable number of times. So it looks like that, but I'm not going to you know, pound a stake into the ground on something that I'm that unsure of, that I can't find outside evidence for outside of the Bible. And when I can't find any evidence for something outside of the Bible, I frequently question the way that I'm reading the Bible. Uh, I think gay marriage should be legal. I can't come up with an argument that's nearly strong enough to justify taking away people's rights, um, particularly, like, if it's a First Amendment issue, freedom from religion. They... Are, they cannot be compelled to follow my religion, and I really struggle to come up with a non-religious explanation for why gay marriage is so terrible. Um, so some questions that I kind of want to have floating out into the future that I might answer at a future point, like, what is marriage? Why do we care? Why is it, uh, why is it such an important institution? Is it the legal protections? Is it the societal uh, legitimacy that that confers? Uh, that stuff's all interesting. As always, uh, I, I think I'm probably wrong about more things in this podcast than most of them. So uh, let me know. Love to hear from you. Bye.